0: Welcome to A to Z Sports powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is that Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We are Nashville's on Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We are Nashville's on Demand Sports Talk Network. Gotta thank our sponsors because they truly do make it happen for us, and they help out you guys. Renter's Warehouse, Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your car buying process. Go check out for your new ride. See them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. And Farm Bureau Health Plans get better coverage with Farm Bureau Health Plans with better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a plan for you at FBHP.com slash A-T-O-Z. Zach, you did mention uh, new, always new content coming out on our YouTube channel. And by the way, yesterday on a Tuesday, we debuted a new podcast that will go up on our A to Z Sports Podcast Network. And also on our YouTube channel, that's with Luke Warsham going through the Tuesday Titans toss-up as he will go through off-season topics every Tuesday. Yesterday, Luke broke down in the first episode of that of the three reasons why Tim Kelly is not Jim Schwartz for the Tennessee Titans, which I I thought was interesting. I actually listened to that uh, this morning. So check that out on our YouTube, also the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. So... Zach, you were out the week immediately following the Titans' loss to the Bengals after that Monday show where Jack and I talked a little bit about Harold Landry because Harold Landry is going to make a lot of money uh, this upcoming offseason based off of the 12-sack season that he had for the Titans in a contract year. You always expect to see contract years explode, uh, but Buck Rising wrote this yesterday at A to zsports.com. I will throw it up on the sheet uh, on the screen of one of Harold Landry's priorities and goals in free agency. And here's what Buck said: Sources close to Landry say that quote being the top paid player in his meeting room end quote next season is among his main priorities. Uh, Tennessee signed Bud Dupree for five years, eighty two and a half million dollars. Currently holds that title. An average annual value of seventeen million dollars on a second contract would be on par with Tracks latest market valuation for Harold Landry for four years sixty eight point four million there for Buck. So uh, Bud Dupree's average annual salary is sixteen point five million dollars. and so Harold Landry making it clear uh, through sources uh, to Buck saying that he wants to be paid more than Bud Dupree if he comes back to the Titans. And wherever else he goes, he wants to be the highest paid edge rusher in that meeting room. I thought that was pretty interesting analysis and and detail there that Buck got uh, from his sources on Harold Landry.
1: Well, you know what? Harold Landry, uh, this is his payday. Uh, And certain NFL football players after their rookie contract sometimes only get one payday. Some really elite players... And long-standing players get two paydays. And then Hall of Famers usually get like three paydays. Like J.J. Watt's going to get three paydays in his career. Uh, T.J. Watt's probably going to get three paydays in his career. Nick is probably going to get three paydays. But for not knowing the future, this has been earned by Harold Landry, right? Like as a second-round pick, and, and we I remember it very vividly. Out of Boston College, we were talking about: Is he a first-round talent, or is somebody going to get him? Because that was the year that they needed a pass rusher, right? So they, it, 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 Harold Landry, fell to the Tennessee Titans in the second round and dropped a lot like Christian Fulton did, and yep. all of a sudden, the Titans had the opportunity to take advantage of Harold <laughs> Landry. But it had, he had to groom because you know his rookie year. All he had really was the bend, right? He yep. had to to kind of figure out his tricks right. uh, on the NFL football field. So I think for Harold Landry, he has done everything possible to put himself in this position. He should have this mentality, right? Because notoriously, it is a valued position, and the dollars... Are big, very, very big. Mm-hmm. We talk about the four most important positions in football: be it pass rusher, cornerback, quarterback, and left tackle. Well, pass rusher is a part of those four, and all of them are very highly paid. And Harold Landry is looking for that bag. So he's trying to secure that bag, and somebody's going to pay him. You know, if somebody pays uh, and paid Avery Williams and nine million dollars a year, paid Corey Davis an ungodly amount. Harold Landry is better than both of those guys going into free agency. And he plays a more lucrative position. This oh. is going to be fireworks. And, man, uh, get ready to to buy a new house, boat, or car for Harold Landry for wherever he goes or if he stays in Tennessee.
0: Yeah, so a couple comments I wanted to read, too. Uh, uh, JJ says, uh, so much for a team-friendly deal like Derrick Henry was. I get it, though. It doesn't mean he likes it. So, yeah, I mean – at hometown discount, nope, see ya, out of there. He wants to be the highest paid guy in his position room, meeting room. G-Man says, easy fix, uh, just keep Bud and Harold in separate rooms. There, done. So, but again, like, the, and Rashid says he's been balling since day one. Uh, I did see a comment that uh, MB on YouTube says, it hasn't been earned. He's had one good year, see ya. I, I disagree with that, MB. Uh, Harold Landry has been pretty good for most of his career. His first year as a rookie, he had four and a half sacks. He only started three games that year. He was a part-time player in 2018 when when he had four and a half sacks. Year two, he had nine sacks in 2019 when the Titans had their run to the AFC championship game. In 2020, he dropped down to five and a half sacks. And then he had 12 this past year. He's been a full-time player playing a high percentage of snaps over the last three years. And I... I kind of look at what happened in 2020 and 2021 with Harold Landry, and I kind of view in a way, not completely, but a lot of times, sacks are a team defense stat. In order to get sacks, you have to have a good total defense. That, because that you
1: can't you can't say that as a blanket statement.
0: No, I, I, I would be I'm, a little bit more done. specific. I'm, I am about to get more specific. I'm setting my conversation up that I think at times sacks are a total defense stat. At times, okay, let me finish, please, because in 2020, Harold Landry only had five and a half sacks, but if you go look at his pressures, his pressure rate is really high and always ranks in the top ten or near the top ten. In the NFL, when it comes to quarterback pressures, but why he wasn't able to get home as much in 2020 as he was this past year is because one, two reasons. One, he did not have the person on the opposite end helping him out. So a quarterback pressure from Harold Landry in 2020 led a lot of times to the quarterback escaping away from him. Because there was no Bud Dupree or Jeff Simmons or Denico Autry helping keep that quarterback in center. Also, the reason why he didn't wasn't able to get sacks and finish in 2020 is because the secondary for the Titans that year was so abysmal that quarterbacks were able to get rid of the ball quickly. And a secondary that played more aggressive this past year led to a lot more sacks as a total team defense. So I I, I feel like as a unit. You saw this defense go from 19 sacks in 2020, then they add Dupree and Autry, and they go north of 45 sacks in the season and had freaking nine of them in their playoff game against the Bengals. So Harold Landry was able to benefit in the box score with Bud Dupree and Autry, where last year in 2020, we couldn't see that in the box score. But on the field, on the film, Harold Landry has flashed really well for the last several, I would say, two and a half years, three years?
1: Everybody benefits from better players, right? Right. So, uh, I mean, to to simplify what you said, yes, Harold Landry benefited from uh, better players. And, you know, with Judevion Clowney and Vic Beasley, those guys were non-existent. Like, I, I think that there's a difference between Good players on the other side and non-existent players on the other side. No doubt, and that's what he was dealing with. So I I think where Harold Landry has has thrived is being able to get to the edge and get to the quarterback. And he's made some big plays. Like I mean, through throughout the course of the last three years, in particular, he has made some big plays at key times and have killed drives. And that's the type of and. Here's the key. He stayed healthy. Harold Landry has consistently been on the field, right? I mean, he hasn't he hasn't missed a massive chunk of games. And that I think also breeds value. The last I mean, he's missed one
0: game Mm -hmm. since coming into the league. And that was his rookie year. Yeah. Three consecutive seasons of playing every game. And we've and we've it's been talked about a lot of the the high percentage of snaps that Landry's playing.
1: And they've asked him to do more than I think most, I would say second round pass rushers are asked to do. If he was a first round pass rusher, I think that's different, but he was thrown into that because of the situation. So with all of that being said, this is his opportunity to go get paid. And brand loyalty goes out the window when the Brinks trucks backs up. And it's about to right to the Landry household and he knows it. The Titans know it and the rest of the league knows it. I'll ask this to you, Austin, before we get to our question, do you think Harold Landry, do you think that most of the league knows about Harold Landry or is he kind of the, the lost art? Bud Dupree was known because he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, we saw him, right? He he earned that coming out of Kentucky and he was a high pick. I get that. But, Harold Landry kind of looked over off of BC because of uh, his injury coming out of college. And then now you have him playing for a lesser market team in the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I mean, will he be as sought after as maybe Titans fans believe he will be? Okay, so
0: you're asking me, do I think people in the league know about Harold Landry? In the same regard of top two free agent acquisitions? I mean, probably not that high. I mean, good Lord. There was a, I think the athletic, it was, had a ranking their top free agents list and Jadavian Clowney was ranked higher than Harold Landry. So, but again, that's media, right? That's, so there's, there's difference of media. What do they think about Harold Landry? And like uh, somebody said in the chat that I just saw, um, I believe it was Dom uh, said, you know, in NFL circles, they know who Harold Landry is. Uh, Davidson, excuse me. In, in NFL circles, they know who Landry is. I, I agree with Davidson. I, and with, you're talking about scouts and general managers and, and coaches. They know Harold Landry. They know him. Uh, my question
1: is, do they regard him as tops in, in the free agent market this coming March? I would say uh,
0: tops number one at his position. I doubt it. But as a high-end high-price edge rusher, yes. I do think most people in the league will view him like that because of what he's been able to do on film really the last three years. The reason why
1: I asked that question is because we're about to talk about the Titans situation yeah. is can that give any sort of, I don't know, advantage or, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to say is – Let's say advantage for the Titans for the rest of the league, not maybe holding him in the same ilk as maybe the Titans do because he's been in the building. For the last four years. Sure, they I mean, that's always you.
0: like, you know, you know, the team that's drafted you that had you for four, the first four years of your career knows you more, better than anybody else, right? Like, that's uh, obviously. And,
1: and Jarrell eloquently says, he's the best passer rusher available in free agency. Does the rest of the league believe that?
0: I, I think a lot of the league is is not, I'm not saying that they're saying he's the best, but he's definitely one of the best available guys. I don't know exactly. Uh, the immediate off the top of my head of everybody else that's available in the edge rusher, But let's go ahead and ask this question. So I'll read. I'll reiterate the report that Buck had yesterday on a com. Smart or not smart for the Titans to pay Harold Landry over $16.5 million to return? Smart or not smart for the Titans to pay Harold Landry over $16.5 million per year to return? But real quick, let me tell you guys, about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, know who to go to, know who to trust, sports injuries, daily injuries, life injuries, whatever it might be. They have a a doctor there, a physician and surgeon there who specializes in any type of joint injury you could possibly have. So hit them up, boneandjointtn.org.
1: A to Z Sports, do not forget about Bet MGM. They're the title sponsor of our morning show. We love Bet MGM. We use Bet MGM. I was on Bet MGM last night. Unfortunately, Montrez Harrell can't get two points even in overtime for the Hornets in his new team. So I lost my bet last night. But back on the saddle again today because I got a risk-free $50 bet for Bet MGM. Austin, I don't know if you got that. I, what? Where's mine? You what? Know, hey, well, you're not betting enough, son, I guess. Uh, but I am, and I, I'm I'm taking – for the first time I got my BetMGM account kind of where I'd like it to be. Obviously, I'd like it to be uh, higher. But I got a risk-free $50 bet, courtesy of BetMGM. Thank you. You can be in the same league if you use that app, and you got to download it first. Use promo code ATOZ Sports. Risk-free bet up to $1,000 for new users. Make sure you use that promo code, no spaces, A-T-O-Z-S-P-O-R-T-S. They'll hook you up with a risk-free $1,000 bet for new users. Download the app today. All
0: right, so uh, we'll get to your answers here in a second. I think this is a good question. Smart or not smart for the Titans to pay Harold Landry over $16.5 million per year to return? That's because Buck Rising at A Sports.com yesterday Wrote this. Sources close to Landry say that quote being the top paid player in his meeting room end quote next season is among his main priorities. Uh, The Titans currently are paying Bud Dupree an average of sixteen and a half million dollars a year. So if Harold Landry wants to be the highest paid guy in that meeting room, it's going to have to be over sixteen and a half million dollars a year. So smart or not smart, for the Titans to pay Harold Landry over sixteen and a half per. Zach, what are the comments saying?
1: So uh, let's see here. Let's go down the list. Smart or not smart? Carol said, Carol and A. Jordan Williams says, smart. Steven says, not smart. There are other needs. Not smart from Michael Kennedy. Smart, pay Landry. Not smart from Kyle. Vincent says, I wouldn't. Uh, Bimo says, others are available like Chandler Jones, Anthony Barr, and Hassan Reddick where would you rank Landry on that list? That may be something that we'll talk about at a later date, BMO, yeah, but, yeah. but smart or not smart. Aaron says, I'm going to say smart, but Ethan is going to say not smart. Rooney is going to say not smart, but Jared is going to say smart. So this is a good question, Austin. We have too many conflicting, conflicting answers. Yeah. Ken says smart to bring him back period. And that's, period means regardless of the cost uh, Peter says smart as long as it's not pushed over 18 right so he Peter at least is setting and drawing a line in the sand right there Eric says not smart but Ryan says smart man this is really this is intriguing Jarrell says not smart you paid budget pre you can't put all your eggs in one basket will <laughs> be the Chicago Bears so Jarrell brings up a point that I wanted to bring up Okay, But I was not going to bring up the Chicago Bears. Instead, I was going to bring up the Green Bay Packers. Let's look at the Smith brothers. Zadarius Smith signed a four-year, $66 million contract with the Packers with $20 million guaranteed in 2020. Preston Smith, the second of the Smiths, He signed a four-year, $52 million deal with a $16 million signing bonus. So that, I think, if you are going to pay two, in your mind, premier pass rushers, it all does eventually come crashing down, and it's probably going to be this offseason for the Packers. Mm -hmm. But they got a lot out of that pass rush. From when they were signed, they went to multiple NFC championship games, and multiply had a buy in the first round, and that defense, we were talking about the Packers' defense as uh, I don't know. They signed those those players, and I think that they they had a sustainable, feared pass rush. What's gonna happen in the aftermath of that contract? And here's the other hard part the inflation of life and football. You're not signing $66 million contracts. You're not signing $52 million deals. You're signing $82 million deals. Yeah. And well, that's an extra year.
0: Yeah. Well, well uh, Dupree had the extra fifth year. So the, the four year 66 and the five year 82 and a half is the same 16.5 for Zidarius. What, Zadarius is, what, and what is
1: Landry going to demand?
0: Right. No. So, so. Preston was at uh, Preston Smith, $13 million in that contract. You just mentioned average annual, and then Zadarius was 16 and a half. You've already got 16 and a half for bud. And then now it's going to have to be over that for Harold Landry. So I, I did want to uh, read a couple more comments here too. Uh guy says, not smart, just tag Harold Landry. No tagging Harold Landry is actually more expensive because if you look at what Bud Dupree was last year, for example, he was making an average annual contract of $16.5 million, but because it was a long-term deal, the Titans and Bud Dupree's cap hit last year was only $5.1 million. If you tag Errol Landry for probably $17 or $18 million of what you would pay him on average annual for a long-term deal, all of that is on the cap immediately, and the Titans do not have that flexibility right now in their organization. Um, I did but, see this. But but let no, me
1: I, let me stop you there. Okay. I, I, I agree the tag is very complicated and probably not ideal. But why you would tag him would be to go draft another pass rusher and start the process over and have Landry for one year you have this pass rusher and, and take advantage of his contract, and you'd have to draft that pass rusher in the first round to get 5 I think, years. contract.
0: I think tagging the only way the Titans would use the franchise tag this off-season is the way they used it for Derek Henry. They bought themselves a few months of time. Now, if that Fair. that month that few months of time could be buy yourself some more time to renegotiate a long-term deal, which they did for Derek Henry and saved money. Um, in the long run because of it, or you buy yourself some time to see if you can tag Harold Landry and then trade him after the draft. Once you kind of know what your, your room, your meeting room is going to look like more often. And so I, I did see this from Tress from Trey. He said on YouTube, smart to sign Harold Landry, but I think you should explore trading Bud Dupree. So that is also interesting. And so, Uh, That is not
1: going to happen. I don't
0: don't think it's going to happen, but let's just talk about. There is
1: no chance in hell that happens.
0: Well, let's talk about why I don't think it'll happen. I don't think it'll happen because. They just signed his ass. (laughs) That's why it's obvious. Okay, so a trading Bud Dupree before June 1st, the Titans would still have him eat up $12.8 million on the cap they would save 6.4 but they're doubling that in cap space for moving on from Bud Dupree trading him after June 1st which is kind of late in the NFL trade window uh the dead cap would move down to 3.2 and you would save 9.6 so you would save a, uh, I'm sorry you would you're save
1: wasting your breath
0: yeah you're uh, yeah, yeah so you would <laughs> you would not save wasting a lot of money. your breath
1: they're not going to sign a $82 million contract coming off of an ACL and trade his ass a year later. It's not going to happen. That doesn't happen. It's a pipe dream. It's, it's concent- So, so the contract that, that doesn't matter. It's okay. all about who are you going to pair with Bud Dupree? They've committed to Bud Dupree. Well, And here's,
0: and so uh, did you answer smart or not smart yet? No. Okay. So I want you to do that because I have my answer. I want you to answer it. But first tell everybody about Farm Bureau health plans.
1: Yeah, I'm going to think about that as I thought about my Farm Bureau health plan, and hopefully I come up with a smart answer. I I know that Farm Bureau health plan was a smart answer because I'm saving 20% per month, literally hundreds of dollars over the course of a year. I got better coverage, I got better rates, and I got better service. Coincidentally, I didn't know that was their tagline before we signed the endorsement, (laughs) but I've seen better coverage, better rates, and better service from my health plan. I got... I got a better deductible, and I get an allowance. I literally, right on cue, I told you about this yesterday. I talked to somebody that was looking to change their health plan, and so yesterday I texted, I said, what is, uh, it's my buddy's girlfriend. I said, what is her uh, email address? Uh, My buddy just texted me her email address, and I said, look, I'm just going to introduce you to Farm Health Plans. You're not going to hurt my feelings if you don't take advantage of it, but that's on you. So fbhp.com slash a to z so if my buddy's girlfriend's listening right now maybe i could i'll save my my typing fbhp.com slash a to z it's really easy it's really simple and it's effective 30 to 40 minute health assessment after that they give you a quote and then you realize that you've been making a mistake for the last several years with your health plan they've got you covered 200 locations in the state of Tennessee. FBHP.com slash A to Z.
0: Don't forget, download the BetMG map. Use our code ATOZ Sports. Get a risk free bet up to $1,000 with your first bet after your first deposit. It's pretty simple. Download the app, plug in the code ATOZ Sports, and your first bet risk free up to $1,000. After your first deposit, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee-only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-controble-free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days. And for problem gambling support, call Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. Continuing our Harold Landry conversation, is it smart or not smart to sign Harold Landry to a deal over $16. <laughs> $16.5 million, dollars, which would be more than Bud Dupree's contract, which would make Harold Landry the highest-paid player in the Titans' outside linebacker edge rusher meeting room, which is what Buck Rising reported at A to AtoZsports.com yesterday. Zach, smart or not smart, what is your answer?
1: I'm actually surprised by my answer, but I've kind of thought this through, and I think with logic. That is how I, my mind works. Uh, it always has and always will. Usually I would say it would be not smart, but I am actually going to go with smart because that, and here's my reasoning why. And I'm again, surprised with my answer. The Titans have done exactly what we asked them to do. And now they have an opportunity. They just have to pay it off. So what is the ideal situation for your structure of your pass rush? Top four, most important positions on the team. It is, to draft well, get them in your system, and then resign them. That's what football structure should be. Now, if somebody's willing to come overpay, that's not your fault, right? That's what it is. If somebody's going to give him $20 million a year, let him walk. That is. But when it's $17 million a year, which is probably somewhat of the asking price mm-hmm. of a pass rusher this offseason, they drafted him, they groomed him, he played all, all all, of his games except for one in the last four years, you drafted him in the second round so you don't get the luxury of a fifth-year option. Your pass rush has blown since the one year Derek Morgan and Brian Arakpo had a quality year with one of them having, uh, both of them had 10-plus sacks? No,
0: no, uh, they both
1: got really close. They got really, really close. But your pass rush has stunk, been awful since then. Now, your front four is really, really good. Keep them together. You've gone out and gotten two free agents, and you've gone out and drafted two players. Uh, Autry and Bud Dupree cost you a pretty penny. Jeffrey Simmons is going to cost you a pretty penny too. Nah, but Jeffrey Simmons cost the, you a pretty dollar.
0: <laughs> this, is the,
1: pretty but this is the core of your team. <laughs> yeah, no, Often. I get, it. What, I what get is, it. what is Mike? What position does Mike Vrabel come from? Well, Off, the, our defensive line. Well, he values that. He so, values the pass rush. And I, I also think, think this
0: is smart to do. Uh, another another layer to the Harold Landry conversation is Mike Vrabel's affinity for Harold Landry. Like you know, Harold Landry's rookie year was Vrabel's first year as a head coach. They they kind of came to this organization together. And you've always, but there there are two guys that that Mike Vrabel has always talked highly about more often than everybody else one guy was johnny smith and they didn't bring him back because it didn't make football sense and financial sense to do that last offseason vrabel would always glow about johnny smith's work in the offseason he won like the offseason offensive player of the year like every year he got the parking spot right up front because of how hard he worked in the offseason harold landry the same thing Mike Vrabel always gloating about how Harold Landry has worked to take that next level in his game. But does it make financial sense for well, the Titans it, to bring him back? But,
1: but the Patriots overpaid for John U. Smith And, and I, that's somebody else, stated. and
0: you don't think somebody's going to overpay for Harold Landry? Well, then you have to let him walk. What's the question? That's, is it What's smart or not smart? Is it smart or not smart for the Titans to pay Harold Landry over $16.5 million a year? Yeah. That is the question. And, and again, it can be seventeen. But if somebody's offering him twenty, then all of a sudden it's not smart. So my my answer to this is, it's not smart. It is not smart for the Titans to quadruple down on the front four. This like, is their window.
1: It's I gonna understand. go away. It's I gonna go oh, away. Hold
0: on. Oh, <laughs> on. I, I understand it's a win. It's their window, and you definitely have to be maximizing this window and I'll get to how they can maximize it without Harold Landry in a second, because they've got four dudes up front who are freaking beasts. And I think Bud Dupree is going to be even bet is going to be so much better next season than he was this year because he's a full year plus off the ACL. And I think he'll be more like he was the last couple of years. He was in Pittsburgh. And then you've got Jeff Simmons, who's just getting better, and that's terrifying. You've got Denico Autry; who is an absolute stud and helps make everybody else better. And so, can you have all? Can you pay all four of those guys? Because I know, Je- luckily, you're getting Jeff Simmons cheap for one more year. Luckily. But then you're going to have to pay Jeff Simmons a crap load of money, too. If you're talking about paying A.J. Brown $20 million a year in 2023, you're going to have to pay Jeff $22 million a year in 2024.
1: And so how much do you The salary cap is going up. It will increase every year. So that is a benefit. That, that
0: That came into play. Here's the thing is that you cannot put, as somebody, as many people have said in the chat this morning, you cannot put all of your eggs in one basket. What did we say about Harold Landry this before? The, in the summer, we talked about this is probably Harold Landry's last year as a Titan. Why? Because he's and same thing with Sean Evans. Why they're either going to perform very well in a contract year and price themselves out of returning to the Titans, or they're going to be like, ah, eh, eh, not great, and the Titans can draft and replace. For Harold Landry, I think he overperformed his price tag for the Titans. For Rashawn Evans, he's eh, definitely draft to replace. That's the easiest decision of the offseason, right? And so, I just don't think it would be smart for the Titans to put another massive egg in the defensive front four basket when your offensive line basket is really shaky. Because I don't know what that O line is going to look like. And let so, me ask Harrow, you this, let me yeah. ask
1: you this before because I want to get to I don't want to get to offensive line. I want to concentrate on the defensive line. Okay. If Harold Landry, if there was a contract in front of him for seventeen million dollars, and no other team uh, per year, obviously no other team offered him, and that was offered him that type of money, and he was willing to take it, is are you still sticking with not smart?
0: I I I don't think it's smart long term, but it would it be amazing to have Harold Landry back? Absolutely, because yeah, it would put your you would be in a really tough spot in the next couple of years. And, and, and I would also Austin, want to see what you, that does to the offensive line.
1: Here is my problem. And I I, I, I really struggle with this question because I, I, I think I see both sides, right? Yes, and same, usually same. I And usually, my mind always goes, let him go and figure out another plan. Because that is the business. That's the turnover of football. Right. But in this case, the Titans did everything right. And this is when they need him the most. This is their Super Bowl window. It will close. The Super Bowl window will close. Now, I I think if they don't get rid of Brian Tannehill, it will close quicker. But I, I, I think this, they drafted him. They groomed him. He proved his value. He proved his worth. He wants to be in Tennessee, but he also likes money. So if you can pay him and you can offer him a contract, do it and sign him, and solidify your defense, and then start working around. There's always holes in rosters. You cannot have the perfect right. roster.
0: The Bengals have it, massive holes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look, and, and and even if you have the perfect roster, it doesn't mean that you're going to be healthy at the end of the year. I think that the Bucks going into this season had one of the closest to perfect rosters that you could have. Yeah, yeah. But when the dust settles and they were, they're were playing the Rams in the playoffs, they didn't have a lot of their guys, and that's just what happens during the season. Yeah, the um, Titans have d- adapted well to injury, so maybe that wouldn't be a concern. You have an opportunity to solidify your front four. This is what you have to do within your Super Bowl window. Uh,
0: yeah, so I, I do I do want to read a couple comments. <clears throat> Trey says you're robbing Peter the O line to pay Paul the D line. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah, but but Truss wanted to trade budget pre four no, minutes ago. But, he, uh, but again, just because he's just because you disagree with one comment, just doesn't mean you have to disagree with everything else that Trey says the rest of the day. <laughs> like he, but that's what you're doing. Like, but that was your ridiculous comment. But if that you're also... but if you're paying, but if you're paying Harold Landry, and you're putting you're putting a first round pick in Jeffrey Simmons plus three big contracts all in the front four, what's your O line going to look like? And so everybody else, who Shane, says uh, there was an article that came out where the Titans can get the cap to over $80 million by restructuring some contracts. Well, the reason why Ryan Tannehill's dead cap is $57 million is because you restructure contracts. And then another person says that Kevin Byard already spoke up and said, uh, Derek, Lawan Lu- and Bayard already ready to restructure their contract to keep 58. Well, Lawan well,
1: well, is because ass did not want to get cut. Well, uh,
0: of course. Like, I, every NFL player should be open to restructuring their contract. Why? Because they get more money now in their pocket. Their bank account, it is beneficial to the player to restructure their contract because they get millions and millions of dollars from the back end of their deal into their bank account right now. That so, of course, guys. Are like hell yeah, I'll restructure. Pay me. Julio got paid eleven million more dollars to restructure. Tannehill what? got paid like twenty million dollars cash in the bank from restructuring. But that's not that it, it, it. It's a short-sighted view of how to work this thing, and it's going to crush you in the long haul. It would be much easier for the Titans to move on from Tannehill this off-season. If they didn't restructure him in August. Well, uh,
1: I disagree with that. His out, regardless, was next year. Even before his restructure. It was not this year, Austin. So well, that, that is it. When he signed the contract, I, Jack, we knew,
0: we we talked about that, correct? that it would be $20 million, His dead cap would be $20 million less this offseason if he didn't restructure. Yes, you're right. The out, still the out. But it's, what I had say? It would have been easier to get out from under it this year before he restructured. And now it's impossible. Basically. That's my point. My point is my point is still true.
1: It is very, very difficult. And okay. So you knew my, based on your answer, you probably knew, you didn't know my answer. I say smart and I'm actually surprised by this. Uh,
0: You're Uh, you're surprised that you say smart.
1: Yeah. Um, You said not smart you yes. probably knew this next question was coming to you is, okay, he walks, he gets another deal. What are you going to do? Because what did you start this conversation with? He benefited from the guy on the other side playing well. Well, Bud Dupree is now in that situation where there's a massive gap hole in a premier position that you don't have any
0: anybody to fill right away.
1: Yeah. What are you going to do?
0: Well, and so, and that's where I wanted to get with the offensive line conversation because the the Tennessee Titans, they drafted Rashad Weaver, who was an all American at Pitt in the fourth round. And before he broke his leg in week one, Rashad Weaver had a great training, training camp. He looked like that was a rookie who looked like he was ready to go out there and help the team immediately. So you like, you drafted Rashad Weaver, knowing that you'd probably need him in a bigger role in 2022. Unfortunately, he broke his leg, so we really don't know what that's going to look like.
1: Big, big risk in a Super Bowl window. It,
0: it, it is a massive risk. But again, you've already got Denico Watcher, Jeff Simmons, and Bud Dupree, and you got guys like Tier Tartt and Naquan Jones who are making cheap money, who I thought played great at at, a, at a, in a lot of spots. They're not
1: edge rushers not, to rush the quarterback. But
0: Zach, we also know this, that interior pressure is almost becoming just as important as, as edge not, pressure. It's not, though. I said almost just as, which means I agree with you. But interior pressure, because because quarterbacks are getting rid of the ball so fast, interior pressure is massive. It is. You can't deny that. I, I, I'm not saying that, but you know what's more important? Exterior
1: pressure. You know what's so more. Who, you know what? Who, I think what are is you more... going to do? Well, you're you're you've now thrown the Titans back into the situation that they were in three years ago. But instead of Harold Landry no, dropping back in yeah. coverage,
0: it'll three be Bud ago. Dupree. Three years ago, you didn't have Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Autry. I understand that, but you're trying
1: to. Strike fear in opposing offensive lines' hearts, and you have a massive hole now by you not willing to re sign a guy that's proven, and you don't know who's on the back edge. Look, Rashad Weaver, everything you said is true, but we don't know. We don't know. It's now a massive mystery. So you drafted him to find out in year one, and you know nothing.
0: Well yeah, you don't know a lot and you wish you knew more but but again, like somebody said that you know, he's coming off a significant injury, like breaking your leg and, and you having your bone heal, that's more you know, cut and dry than having significant ligament damage in that type of situation. So I I do think and it happened in the second week of September, meaning that Rashad Weaver will be fine when it comes to OTAs in May. Um, well, and that's so, fine.
1: You still know just as much about it. Like, you, you, practice ain't playing.
0: <laughs> practice right, is important, I, I, but it I, ain't I, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree. Um, But again, and, and Matthew says, Austin, your point is like driving your car with no insurance. Sign Landry, ride the back of the defense. Well, but yeah, my point is if you sign Harold Landry, how much do you screw your offensive line? And why did the Titans not make it deep into the playoffs? Because the quarterback, uh, uh, up. because
1: the quarterback threw picks, that's why, quarterback it's because threw his picks. first throw was interception and his last throw of that game was interception. That's the reason why the Titans are not, uh, didn't go to the Super Bowl or did get out of the division round. That's the reason why.
0: Because the quarterback was not comfortable in the offense. Throughout no, the it was
1: not because of the offensive line. It was because he threw picks and made mistakes in the biggest game of his career with the best opportunity. So, That's the reason why. It's okay, Ryan Tannehill's
0: so, fault. Don't blame the offensive line stop on that talking. game. You keep cutting me off before I make my points. Like I start to make a point and then I, I get halted in the middle of it. Well, you I have to you say. So if You've said okay. it before. <clears throat> all right, go ahead. You can talk then. That's fine.
1: I know what you're going to say. You're going to bring up Todd Downing and the protection of uh, and 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 all of the contracts that yes. Are in flux in the offensive line. Lawan, Ben Jones, you also have Roger Saffold. Radens is the guy that you need to hit, right? And and Nate Davis has been quality. He's been up and down maybe more in the last year than in previous years. But you are going to have to figure out your offensive line. I do not deny that. But the reason why the Titans lost that playoff game was because Ryan Tannehill's bad play. It wasn't because he got sacked nine times like Joe Burrow because of his offensive line. You're going to have to find it out. But what do we actually know? We know that that defense, the front four of the defense, with those four guys, these are known commodities, they can get after the quarterback in better ways than any Titans front four. Man, I would say since the curse era, this is a huge opportunity to have the continuity on that defensive line, and you're always going to have gaps and, and holes, but you got to figure them out, and that's John Robinson's responsibility
0: on the offensive line. And and and, and again, I don't think you can rob the offensive line to continue to, to completely stack the D line.
1: Was that what you were going to say to some degree?
0: I mean, yeah, for the most part, but so you don't get upset su- because you're such a smart ass. I let you say it for me, okay? Like, come on. Well, then dude.
1: don't be. You're such a smart ass that you shut up and you didn't say it, right? No, because no, I was no. going to let you
0: because you wanted to talk, because you weren't let me talk, so I let you talk. That's fine. I'm you not blame you. It's blamed me. the wrong guy for the the playoff loss. The my the point I was going to make that you didn't make is that Ryan Tannehill's not going anywhere. What did Mike Vrabel say about Ryan Tannehill in his post season press conference is that he believes Ryan Tannehill can get there as long as they do well around him. So around him is the offensive line. You can't take things away from Tannehill this off season. And I think sign in my opinion, signing Harold Landry would take things away from Ryan Tannehill's supporting cast. And that's, I have at least two offensive linemen because Ben Jones is a massive uh, question mark too because he's not under contract. Lawan is in a and Lawan and Saffold are in a very similar cap situation where they can cut those guys in their 30s and save a boatload of money uh, by moving on from them, but you don't trust who you have behind them. I trust Rashad Weaver on to replace or to fill in for Harold Landry, more than I trust anybody on the backup offensive line to replace Lawan, Saffold, or Ben Jones. Who is their center? Who is the Titan center if they don't bring back Ben Jones? Who is their left guard? Who is their right tackle? Like, maybe Dylan Radins is the right tackle. Okay, so are you going to keep Lawan then? And that costs money? So, again, you have to make sure your offensive line doesn't get your quarterback killed. And your quarterback is why you didn't get deep into the playoffs. So don't take things away from him. Add to it. I think the defensive line is incredibly healthy. Incredibly healthy. You've got those three dudes plus role players. Like You can't have everything. Like you said, there's going to be holes in the roster. I'd rather have that hole on the defensive front with the other three dudes than have a big-ass hole on the O-line that's not going to help Tannehill fix the overall issue. So that's why it's not smart to pay Harold Landry that type of money, because I'd rather pay Ben Jones and Lawan or Ben Jones and Saffold and only have to move on from one of those guys. Because who's going to replace him? You didn't draft your Rashad Weaver on the O line to fix the to fix Ben Jones. You're going to play Aaron Brewer, who's like two hundred and eighty pounds. Well they did snap-
1: They did draft Dylan Raiden's No, and whether Dylan he's Radin- adequate. He, well, they he's did right draft him. him, though.
0: He's replacing, he's replacing Questenberry, who was the worst one of them all. So Questenberry and Raiden's, there's your swap there. But now what's your depth? Sambreo quit. Kendall Lamb's going to get cut because he's overpaid. You, you cut Dennis Kelly. That was a retrospective terrible decision. And so now you're just so thin on the O-line, and you're so deep on the D-line. That's where I think it doesn't make as much sense for Harold Landry to get $17 million a year, then... I'll tell
1: you this. If you pay Harold Landry... And look, I personally believe that they will get priced out of the market. I don't think Harold Landry will be a Titan. I think they should. But I think that if the Jets or some other crap-ass team is going to come and pay him a lot more money than he's actually worth. Look look at Jonu. Look at Corey Davis. I mean, we've seen it before, right? Overpaying for players. That's what I think will happen. I do think that they should go after Harold Landry and be able to settle up and say, look, we are willing to give you a big contract. I just don't know if it will be big enough. I think if they do keep Harold Landry, though, which is what we're talking about, what happens on the other side of the the ball, I think that that solidifies that they're going to draft an offensive lineman in the first round again because they missed on Isaiah Wilson. That now you have a first-round pick on your offensive line. You're probably going to have to go out in free agency and replace Roger Saffold because that is a value pick and you're going to have to have a lesser center. You're going to figure out whether you're going to have a lesser center or lesser guard, but you're going to draft a left tackle in the first round. That's usually how it works. You got Raiden's and you got Davis. So don't think that the puzzle cannot be put together. It may not be as stable as you want it. But there you go. I just told you what probably they should do if they sign Harold Landry. It, it's not makeshift. It's just younger and less experienced than it
0: was. You're just rolling the dice on your most questionable aspect. You're rolling the dice on Rashawn Weaver. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I'm rolling the dice. I'm betting on Autry, Dupree, and Simmons. That's where I'm. I'm betting on those three guys. I'm not rolling the dice on Rashad Weaver. i you would be rolling the dice on future unnamed draft pick at center at well and tackle. Then
1: simplify it. They got to figure out what they're gonna do with Taylor Lewan. That decision has not been made yet. Maybe you keep Lewan and you concentrate on guard and Center. You draft, you try to draft your Quentin Nelson, which is ridiculous. Nobody can you do that. You can't
0: draft when was Quentin Nelson drafted? Like sixth? You're a version
1: of that but you yeah. draft I'm saying you draft a first round guard instead of a first round tackle. Do you see what I'm saying? Cuz you're not going to draft a first round center.
0: There's one guy who is a first round center and I doubt he's there at 26. So like that but but so fans have to swallow this pill, which is a tough one to do. And Bobby says Austin's hedging though. 75% of the starting D line is still there where you're going to be switching 40% or sixty percent, conceivably, of your own offensive line—that's that's too much to take away from a guy who needs all the support he can get in Ryan Tannehill.
1: Well, no, they believe in him so much, you know. They're, they're all in on him. He listen to it. what listen to what Vrabel said. Uh, uh, what uh, did he say? It's a joke. Uh, I, I know. If, but for Harold Landry, fans have to realize if they keep Harold Landry, they're going to draft an offensive lineman in the first round, most likely. So there you go. That, you th- do that regardless. It, uh, the draft for me uh like I said, I don't think that they're going to get Harold Landry cuz I think another team's going to overpay for him. And I think that if that happens, that's where the Titans draft gets interesting. I kind of I, I want, you know, it's it's kind of give and take. You're going to get your guy in free agency so you draft a uh, you know, offensive lineman that has little juice in you know the media aspect of it or are you going to kind of open it wide open to say all right are you going to get a pass rusher are you going to go draft the best athletic tight end are you going to get i mean what are you going to do
0: they have they have so many needs and we have, and that's why this offseason is going to be so interesting because look we can we have you know the tight end show conversation the o-line conversation we're kind of having now off of Harold Landry plus you've got where do you draft a wide receiver? Do you sign a free agent receiver or tight end? Like, you know, what do you do with the first round? Cause you don't have a second round pick. Like there's just so much movement that's going to happen with the Titans because they're paying their quarterback and running back a lot of money where they haven't been doing that. Like they haven't had to pay a quarterback or running back a lot of money in a really long time, really long time. And they're doing that now. That's taking up a large cap hit. And so they're paying. Think about this. We we've talked about the most important positions in football: quarterback, uh, you know, offensive line, blindside tackle, pass rusher, and also corner, cover corner, right? The Titans are paying a huge percentage of their cap hit on a free safety and a running back. That's abnormal, and a second wide receiver.
1: They're the leaders of the team.
0: No, I, I understand, but that's just—it's abnormal from a cap construction for what NFL teams are trying like they have like their gauges on okay how much can we afford to allocate to this position and that position knowing that the quarterbacks can be higher usually the running backs not this high
1: the, the running same. back is the issue and I'm saying that because that is not this era of football right you don't have running backs that have this much value as Derrick Henry now the crazy thing is Derrick Henry has that much value he just does so you know, I was trying to think of other teams constructed that had high value safeties like Ed Reed or Bob Sanders or the money
0: is just so different from when those guys are playing.
1: Right. Know? And well, I went to that era because I was like, well, what were the running? Backs, Mallow, right?
0: That was the era, era of the safeties.
1: Yeah. How do you value the running back and the safety? This is just not the
0: era of football that you do it. But that's just the players that have happened. I mean, Because the, the, the ironic thing is the Titans are paying uh, big money to safety and running back. Look at the other teams who have paid their running backs. And a lot of that production's dropped off. And a lot of the times the team' success isn't as high. Dallas and Zeke, they've kind of figured out, you know, with Pollard and Dak running the program how to operate there. But, like, Jamal Adams and the Seahawks, eh. He got rid, well, they got – and Jamal Adams was with the Jets. They got rid of them, right? Right. Because you know it is what it was, and Christian McCaffrey can't stay healthy, Uh and you know the the Panthers are terrible and struggle, and Alvin Kamara is the only thing that the Saints got at this point, and they are in a, in a rough situation. It's just whenever you see those big dollar. Those big dollar contracts go to those two positions. A lot of times, the teams don't do that well.
1: Yeah, and even the Titans are the anomaly in that. Tyron Matthew. The other position is quarterback. It's not running back, right? And Jared's right. No other running back is Henry, though. And it's that's true. true.
0: I'm not, like because it was the right thing to sign Henry, it's the right thing to sign Kevin Byard. It just puts you in a weird spot because now you're trying to figure out can you keep Harold Landry? And I really don't think it would be smart to at the at the number that Harold Landry is wanting.
1: Well, that's the best part about free agency. We'll find out in uh, a month. Uh, Last thing that I want to tease ahead, Austin, you brought up a lot of problems on the offensive line, a lot of problems. I didn't hear many solutions. We need to do a show next week where you can go in and tell me what your solution is. If you do in fact, let Harold Landry walk, Oh, How well, are you going to construct this thing? I got a I'm, lot of problems.
0: Look, well, I got look, I got solutions. I just know that it's a long off season. I'm not trying to just, uh, do it all I'm here. Just saying that, oh, I heard a lot of problems today. I just That's need fine. to hear some solutions. In That's the fine. I'm not going to give my groundbreaking solutions in minute fifty eight of this show on February sixteenth. <laughs> I, I, I know. I, I get it. I just want to say that. All right. So we will definitely talk about that. Uh, there's a look. There's a lot of really good. Uh, conversations we will be able to have
1: and the last thing I'll say on that in that conversation whenever we have that whether that's Friday or next week or whenever Isaiah Wilson will come up because that is the wave that has just will keep going over the next couple of years it, it, and it's it's it, it it's a
0: tough pill it's a horse pill it is a tough pill to swallow yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and get ready for shade. Zach has shade. and I think some people in the chat will have shade for me. But first, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai.
1: And and Nick says, but Zach needs to find offensive line solutions that they kept Landry. Nick, did you not listen to the show? That was literally what I did. I
0: structured the offensive line. Yeah, but you said it in behavior. vague terms. Like, draft pick here, draft pick there. Like, you, I mean... No, I, I literally said that. I said you got to make a decision whether you're going to keep or
1: cut Taylor Lewan based on the cap. If you keep Lewan, then you go draft a guard and you go sign a lesser free agent. And and do you guys not listen to me? Yeah, I no, literally
0: was- said that. Okay, look, So we don't so know when, we don't know, it. okay, all right, we don't know if he was listening 20 minutes ago or not, people coming out of the show. Oh, tonight. no,
1: BS, Nick, Nick Ewing was there, Nick listens to this show every day, I see that guy's name, I recognize the name, that's BS, listen to what I say, don't I, I call said... my ass out. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I literally gave Tell get us about Wilson County Hyundai Uh, there's a solution wilson county hyundai is a solution listen up fellas and boys girls, children of all ages wilson county hyundai is where you need to go to get your next car your next vehicle whether it's the full-size suv which is the hyundai palisade whether it's the sonata the four-door sedan the elantra the santa fe wow man and i and i love this line because it's the truth Get out of your mom's minivan. Get into a brand new Palisade. This thing is sleek. Both Austin and I have test-driven this vehicle and Pain Bone. I was texting with Payne yesterday. He'll hook you up with a great deal. He will. I promise you, if you're looking for a car this year, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. You can go online and look at their inventory. But really, quick trip down I-40 exit 236. Go there to the dealership. And test drive these vehicles. They got better prices than in the city of Nashville, or wherever you are, Middle Tennessee. If you're around the area, hell, drive far and wide. It doesn't really matter. Wilson County Hyundai, right there in Wilson County.
0: Don't forget, download the BetMGM app, and you can uh, get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars with your first bet after your first deposit if you use the code. A T O Z Sports. That's code A T O Z Sports. When you download the Bet MGM app, it is time for throwing shade. <laughs> All right, Zach. You say you've got two shades. Uh, does either one of them have to do with sports?
1: One of them does.
0: Okay, so uh, mine has to do with sports as well. So, so what I'll
1: do is I'll do my non-sports because it's quick and easy. It's like okay. a band-aid. Fair, fair. It's simple. It, it kind of is irritating. It's like that that tick. It's like waking up with a a, a crick in your neck. And you're like, God, it will eventually go away. And then all of a sudden it comes back. Here is my shade. LinkedIn. If you're on LinkedIn, you know, LinkedIn, it's a good way to connect with people. But here's my problem. automated messages right? People that have already typed out automated messages to say, Hey, it's so glad to connect. And you only get that message when you accept their connection. It's so fake and so phony. If you really want to go about it, you accept or whatever you, if you're sending me, and I'm just using me as an example, if you're sending me a LinkedIn and I accept you, then wait like a day or whatever to then message me in real life. Or in real time, don't do the automatic messages, they fall on deaf ears, yeah. and you look like a robot. You look like you want something that I'm not going to give you. Do not have automated messages on LinkedIn. And thank you, Jabu. Is I hate that, yeah. I It agree. is so, it's it's it like it, 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 and it's starting to stack up, it, it's just so phony, it's not real,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, shade from you guys. Uh, Derek says shade on the power rankings existing before we even know who's on what team next season. (laughs) That's That's pretty good one, Derek. Uh, big 10, Jeff says shade on the people in the chat. He's been here for three years, but this year he's had more people complain and get butt hurt that Jeff is a non-volved Titan fan in the chat. Like who cares? (laughs) Look, Jeff, uh, Ten Jeff. Yeah. Big 10 Jeff. He can get annoying because of his, alliances that cr- that don't cross and frustrate us cuz he control us at times everybody when We would,
1: literally look at above my head and your head. He goes for the big 10, the SECs above your head. He goes
0: for the Colts and I mean, the Titans logos above mine. Well, we appreciate like I'm glad that Jeff watches the show. I think it's great. I, I yeah. don't know why. I don't know why he does it, but I'm glad that he does. Uh He's or like how Jeff- even ha- He's How like he Jon
1: Snow in Game of Thrones with all those, the army running at him, right? So, best of luck.
0: Yes. Uh, and then uh, Drew has been commenting like a fiend that I'm not wearing eyeshadow today. Yeah, I got, like, it's just the last thing on my mind is to, do, is to wear out. Don't eyeshadow. do it tomorrow. Yeah, you, tomorrow, Zach's where, off.
1: Where are you going to find
0: how are it's we gonna tough, do this man like i my my mornings are chaos yeah I, but boo this
1: man no i know like, and on this and I'm, man.
0: I'm bringing it up I, I'm, I'm bringing well it up. actually
1: so, you tomorrow you have to have two magic buckets if you don't do it so you got to no, do it
0: no that's not right
1: yes it is if you don't do it in a week if you don't pay off your magic bucket you gotta have you gotta pull twice i mean we've done that many times in the past well but you're not
0: on the show so you don't have to pull anyway I know you've got to pull twice if you don't have eyeshadow. I, I'll say I don't have eyeshadow it. tomorrow, yeah, okay, all right, that's fine.
1: So have eyeshadow tomorrow, and I'll just miss it.
0: All right, that's fine. Um, okay, and then yeah, like I, yes, I'm in my home studio, and so I could just, but I don't know how to do it. I don't want to mess up my wife's makeup, and so I don't want to like do it the wrong way and have it dry out or something stupid. Where she got like a bunch of my,
1: excuses. No, like, I
0: don't. I, I'm trying to be considerate. I don't want to mess up in a I don't week. Even, I don't even know where the eyeshadow is. It's been a week. I, no, I, I'm with you. I don't even know where the eyeshadow is. I have no idea. I have no clue. And so, yeah, I I will have to. No, you can boo me all you want. That's fine. I deserve the booze. I'm not saying that. But I don't want to screw that up. And so uh, I'm going to have to. It's not a reason. When uh, this evening, I will have to, uh, you know, identify the eyeshadow. Nobody cares. I know. I know. Nobody. cares. She's not here. She's not here. She's not here. She's at work. <laughs> so again, this evening I will have to have her say, "Here's the eyeshadow. Here's how you do it." Uh, th- th- nobody cares. All right. So my shade has to do with uh a conversation that uh Jay Martin Ramon were having this morning on The Zone. So it's the morning show over at our friends on 104.5 The Zone. There was a conversation about the Bingles fans showing up to welcome home the team at the airport. And Ramon, former Steelers offensive line, Vols offensive line, adamantly hated that. He hated the fact that Cincinnati fans were throwing a makeshift parade for a losing team in the Super Bowl. And I tweeted back and forth with Ramon a couple times this morning because he's completely missing the point. Ramon said that his mindset is run it back. Wasn't need for a crowd. And it was a thank you for losing. It was not a thank you for losing. The fans are not thanking the Bengals players for losing the Super Bowl. They are appreciating and supporting them, the players, giving the city their first playoff success since 1991. We all talked about this. The first text message was sent after the Bengals' last playoff win. It's been 30 years. If they can't, they are allowed, the fans are allowed to welcome the team home and support them and appreciate what they did for the city and also have the same mindset of, yeah, that sucked, so let's run it back. You can have both Ramones' mindset and also, this isn't celebrating losing. Nobody celebrates losing. It's appreciation for what you've done for the city that hadn't been done in three decades. And so I am I am for the Bengals fans welcoming home their team because of what they accomplished. But I don't think you I don't think you make an official parade for it. And Ryan says it's a participation trophy. No, it's not. No, it's not. Nobody's getting a trophy. It's not a participation trophy. It's it's a it's it's appreciation and support for we're here for you guys. Let's go build on this. That's what it's about. It's not a participation trophy. That's so stupid and I simple think, minded. I, I
1: think here's the word. Uh, and you've said it. It's it is making sure that the players feel appreciated. Based on all of the hard work that happened, yes. I am I am kind of like, I, I, I'm not all in. This is not my shade. So I'm not as adamant about it as you are. But I, I like the send offs and stuff. Fans are going to do this regardless. But I, I kind of, while you were talking, I kind of put myself in Joe Burrow's shoot or, or Jamar Chase's shoes or that 55, that linebacker's shoes. Getting off of the plane after losing and not celebrating and not popping champagne in LA all night and seeing all of the fans support in Cincinnati does make you feel it's a chemical in your brain that makes you feel good. So I think that's appreciation on both sides. Yes. And then I think again, I saw the text this morning of like the Bengals aren't used to this. So this right. is new. The yes. Patriots. I don't know if the Patriots fans were doing this. Oh, and, 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 in and
0: Ramon has played 11 years in Pittsburgh. That's not how it works in Pittsburgh because their expectations are higher, right? Cincinnati, they picked in the top five. The Titans last
1: year. would have done that if they would have gone to the Super Bowl. You know Bowl what? The
0: Titans did it in nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. I was there. I got I got let out of my fourth grade class and I went down there and I saw Steve McNair in oh, the Green Hills are You feel United. sorry
1: for you guy, I guess.
0: No, 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 no. I <laughs> was joking. I was ten. Come on, I, uh, no, I, was, I wasn't even ten. <laughs> I was nine, I mean, and so <laughs> and so. But again, like I remember that day, but why? Why did it make sense for the Titans fans to do that? Because it's, it's their first damn year, right? It, it's it's a let's go do it again type of situation. Yeah, and so, I think it's
1: okay. I yes, I'm, I'm actually I agree with you.
0: And so it, I'll, I'll, Ramon doesn't understand it because he's thinking player mindset. He's never really he's always been an athlete. He's never not been an athlete. He's still thinking as a professional football player's mindset. Who and one who is very fortunate to play for one of the best organizations in all of American pro sports, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, that is a different type of experience. And so for Cincinnati to do this, it makes sense. Like, they should be proud of their team for what they did coming out of nowhere, winning a division title for the first time in I don't know how long, and going and celebrating and appreciating what they did. But no way is is anybody celebrating losing. No way. And so that's my shit. I, I think that's fair. So on that
1: topic, I have something to bring up, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen this. This is a screenshot, and I am I'm. This is so ridiculous, people. Okay, this is so hindsight, but the hindsight doesn't even make sense. Sense. It's not even 2020 vision on this hindsight, and it has to do with this play. This is the last play of the game, right? And yeah. the if you look at it, Jamar Chase has beaten Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey is falling down. But here's the problem, people. Joe Burrow is being sacked. Jalen Ramsey has not fallen down yet. The timing of this makes no sense. There is no aw shucks. Jamar Chase could have caught the touchdown pass and the Bengals could have won the Super Bowl. Look at it. In real time, Joe Burrow, he's doing his best McNair impression except for he goes down then Jalen Ramsey has not yet fallen down. So, like, and if you saw this play, when he is, Aaron Donald swung him around, too. So, there was no, this is ridiculous. There was not a chance for this pass to be completed. It was Aaron Donald beating Quentin Spain, getting to the quarterback, and throwing up a, a heave to the running back to see if they could get the first down, in which it was short. So I am out on everybody being like, man, Bengals fans, you had it.
0: Jamar was wide open, man. No, he was not. You know what? He was getting the You know what this down. is? You know what this exactly is? That one play is everybody in the NFL. Now, it, it turned out to be incorrect, but everybody pre draft, when they said the Bengals need to draft an offensive lineman at 5 instead of Jamar Chase because even if Jamar Chase is wide open, Joe Burrow can't get it to him. That's that. That's that because Quentin Spain's – I'm not going to – I'm going to bite my tongue. Quentin Spain is so bad at his job but talks so much that he did not allow for Jamar Chase to break open. And so everybody in the pre-draft who said you should go all-line because it doesn't matter who the wide receiver is. If the wide receiver is open, it doesn't matter if Joe Burrow can't get him there. And so I think there's some a little bit of validation on that for pre-draft people who did not think it was the smartest decision for the Jamar Chase pick. Now, Jamar Chase is a beast, and it was. But the Super Bowl is on the line, and that situation popped up. And that it, cost them a, maybe that win.
1: Because the conflict was Jamar Chase or Pene Sewell from right. – Oregon,
0: right? And Pinay Sewell's is a tackle, so it's not exactly. It, Quinn's man's a guard, so. But again, it's about O line protecting a quarterback to throw to anybody or anybody in the O line not being able to protect to throw to Jamar Chase.
1: Yeah, but I, I do think uh, both happened for a reason, right? The Lions needed to draft Pinay Sewell because they are on a five-year road, and Joe Burrow needed help with his buddy Jamar Chase, but and, that reason, and, and that worked out.
0: And that worked out, and. Because nobody expected them to be in the Super Bowl this year. It was more of like a, yeah, go get Jamar Chase because Burrow and Chase are going to work well together and then fix the O-line the, year, the next year. But now, they, can they fix the O-line in free agency and now having the 31st pick? there's You know, they missed out on a Pinay Sewell-type player up front. It also makes me feel pretty good about uh, not having the Titans re-shift their offense of line
1: I'm gonna, And I don't know what Drew is talking about, but I am going to th- throw shade on just general people, saying that the NFL is rigged, okay? And I don't know what he's I, – I don't want to put words in Drew's mouth, but nothing is rigged, okay? The Bengals wouldn't have made it to the Super Bowl if it was rigged, okay, people? The 49ers wouldn't have beaten the Packers. It's not rigged, okay? This is ridiculous that you would even think that it would be rigged.
0: Like, how do people get to a point in their life where they're so paranoid about everything that they think everything is a conspiracy theory? Like, what happens to lead you to that spot? Like, what do you go through that makes you that level of paranoid everything's rigged? The Rams were the better
1: team. They were the better team before the first snap. They won. It was a good game. You don't always get good games in the Super Bowl, right? Like, we've, we've seen that before as well. Yeah.
0: It, it's not rigged. No. If it was rigged, then you would have the Chiefs and probably the Rams or Packers in the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, because at least the standards. Bills. Or no, you know what you would have had? You would have had Tom Brady retire. The Tampa would have won. It would have been, this is exactly what it would have been because I wanted this to happen. It would have been Tampa hosting the Rams in the NFC Championship game. Come down to the wire and Tom Brady wins. Tom Brady is back in the Super Bowl. And all of that talk is, is he going to retire? Is he going to retire? Then he says that he probably will retire after this game. Then uh, I think the Bills would have been a good team to be in the Super Bowl on the AFC side just because of their rabid fan base. And And I know the market is not as big, but I think people did get a little – uh, tired of Kansas City, right? They're a little worn. It was like when we were seeing the Warriors and the Cavs every single year or Bama and Clemson. People were tired of of the Chiefs. But that would have been the storybook ending. Tom Brady wins. they plays the Bills. The Bills lose another Super Bowl. And Tom Brady rides off into the win as a back-to-back Super Bowl champion. That is rigged. That yeah. didn't happen. Where Brady that can then go
0: eight, right?
1: Yeah, or or Matt Moist brings up, or it would have been Tampa against New England. Now, yeah, that's really rigged.
0: Yeah, they, it'd be terrible script writers for the NFL if that thing's rigged. I mean, and Mac, big... jo-
1: Mac Jones couldn't have done that.
0: He couldn't have pulled off the rigged Super Bowl? <laughs> no, you know, he would have made a mistake. <laughs> all right guys uh great show on this wednesday had a lot of fun Uh, lucas says quick shade on t-mobile the service sucks i haven't been able to watch the shows much lately i thought t-mobile had the best 5g across the country
1: (laughs) just like everybody else
0: all right we'll see you guys on a thursday have a great rest of your wednesday don't forget Titan up podcast is out as well as the brand new uh tuesday titans toss-up on the Z sports uh podcast network so go check that out we'll see you guys. On a Thursday, Buck Rising Live tonight. It to is Sports primetime uh, 88 8 Central. And also, hey, how about the Vols? Sorry about those cats. We'll see you guys later on.
1: Eyeshadow tomorrow. I-